0: hey everyone i'm your host angelica and welcome to the bring back femininity podcast where we educate and empower women how to tap into their secret superpowers and get everything they want out of life thank you for listening
1: all right we're going
0: hello everyone welcome back to the bring back femininity podcast i am here with my fiance michael chulo hey hey Hello, we just had an awesome day today. We went to church. We went to the 10 a.m. service. We listened to a great sermon from Pastor Rich and Don Cherie. It's called, the collection's called Living Together. And it's just, it was so great and so inspiring because it just talks about how marriage is more than science and there's a much deeper rooted understanding that people need to know about marriage and it comes from the word of God. So highly recommend listening to that. And then after church, we went to go on a, on our friend's yacht. So shout out Peter and Carolina. Um, Yeah, it was just an overall very nice day. Mike, Mike got burnt. So he looks like a lobster. But,
1: not going to be any reels of me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he looked at the mirror and goes, "You are not doing anything that involves me in these reels."
1: <laughs> <laughs> not this week.
0: The ring light. People is were splashing. coming up to me.
1: People were coming up to me concerned <laughs> on the boat, like, "Hey, you know you're really red, right?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "I'm like, no, I got it." And then it would be five minutes later from somebody else, "Hey, woo, you you're, got real red." You, like, you look okay. At him, then you know it's bad if people keep telling
0: you. You look at Mike and you just think he's hurting. <laughs> but everyone's like, don't worry, it'll turn into a tan You just gotta live it Oh, with I'm gonna it. look
1: great in like three days Yeah, Just gonna look really stupid until then
0: <laughs> Well, on your leadership meeting tomorrow <laughs> We're gonna be like, yo, Mike got some sun <laughs> What
1: did you do this weekend? Yeah. Uh, I was on a boat, what did you do, yeah. loser? <laughs> in Miami <laughs> well,
0: Typical, no, joke. joking <laughs> Sunday fun day Okay, well Today's episode Is gonna be a Q&A Um, I went on Instagram, and I did the whole questions and answers thing, and I asked you guys to ask us some questions, and you guys came up with some really great, again, questions. So we're going to, I don't know how many we have here. Um, Right now, it's nine o'clock, and we just got up a boat, and we're straight to recording. So we are going to get right to it. So... The first question is how to discern a man of God. So, basically saying like how do you determine who is a man of God? Do you want me to say it first? There I'm going to I'm going to go with my answer. And my answer is I'm I'm saying that when you meet a man of God, you will know because the energy and actions like don't lie. And this man of God is a pursuer. He doesn't make it about him. He makes it about you. He leads you in the right direction and is leading you in a spiritual way. He encourages you, he encourages you to see yourself the way that God does, pushes you to the best version of yourself. He is dating to get married and not just a part of like this like hookup culture. He's real, he's open, he lives by a set of God's principles and commands and just not like a set of principles from this corrupted world. And I mean, just like overall, this person wants the best for you and is willing to sacrifice his pride and ego. And that's how I feel like a man of God is. And it's just a different type of energy. And it's just a different type of love that he gives you when you know he's walking down the right path. And just like the advice he gives you comes from more of like a holy place and just the advice that you need to hear. So that's how I would describe a man of God and knowing the difference between someone who's not, Hmm. what did you get?
1: That's good. Um, I think it comes down to like the daily practice of does, you know, if you really mean like a man, of God of like, when I feel closer to God, I'm reading scripture, you know, daily. Um, I have a, like a code or morals that I live by. Um, when you're dating a guy, is he just trying to sleep with you right away? Right. Or is he actually trying to get to know you? Um, is he vetting you as much as you're vetting him? That's a big one, because I remember that when I made a big change in my life and started to um, really not drink when I was dating, we talked about this on a, uh, uh, one of the previous podcasts. But did I? I started to vet the women I was I was talking to a lot more before uh, anything would happen. Also, when he talks about his work, is he more interested in the, his income? or is he more interested in his impact? That's a big one because when Ang saw me go through my transition from being kind of, uh, I guess you could say like of this earth, like typical uh, hookup culture and all that to really becoming more in touch with God, my conversations about my work went from money. what kind of money can I make to what kind of impact can I make? Humility is a big sign of somebody that is in touch with God and also just willing to learn, get better, and make sacrifices for the relationship.
0: That's good. That's really good, babe. Thank you. Yeah. And so the next question is, how can you tell if a man it has a provider mindset and is not flexing? So for me, the difference between a provider mindset and someone just flexing is men who have money are... Men who are men who have money and that are providers are not loud and in your face about it. They're not talking about what their job title is, how much money they make, what they spend their money on, how much their cars are worth, how much their shoes are worth, their, how much like they spend at the club, taking videos of it. Like I know you guys know those typical guys that are literally just flexing. And I just feel like the men who have a provider mindset, like they're more quiet you know, their clothes are not super flashy. He tips the waitress generously. He pays the bills and doesn't even think about 50 50. He always like, he always, and he doesn't say stuff like, Oh, I want woman to be strong and dependent. And I love a woman who can take care of herself and is not looking for a man to do it. I feel like that's like a red flag. And I just think because when a man says that, it just translates to like, I want my woman that can do stuff for herself and doesn't need me, but I get everything that I want for her from her. Hmm. And it also like a man of God just, you know, he wants to provide financially for you, but not only just provide financially, but also like provide solutions. So when you're having a hard time, the number one way you can know if a man like really loves you and wants and sees a future with you is If he provides solutions to your problems. So if you come to your man with a problem and all he says is like, oh, like, I'm sorry you're going through that, but like, let me know how it goes when things get better. That is not a provider mindset. A provider mindset is like, what can I do to help you? What can I do to make the situation better? What solutions can I bring to her? And actually gives you solutions and helps if he needs to any way that he can or just provides the best piece of advice he can. But he doesn't want you to sit there in misery and, you know, he wants to, he wants to be your hero. So I feel like there is like the financial aspect to it, but there's also the mindset of, are you giving me solutions to my problems? Or are you just looking for me to have problems and just coming to you when I feel better? Cause that's how you can tell the difference. I know when I met Mike, you know, I feel like his Instagram was super flashy And I worked as a bottle service girl. So I was used to like men flashing on Instagram, like literally flexing, like, oh, they would take pictures at the Rolex store and they would take pictures of like other people's bottles at the clubs. And, you know, and then when you meet them or when I would serve them personally, like they would get the cheapest bottles or their card would decline. And I would be like, wow, like Instagram is a complete lie. Like everybody's just flexing somebody, something like they're not. And I had a really hard time with Mike because he was traveling. He had a nice car. He was, pres- he was pretty flashy on Instagram. And that's why I was like, you know what? Been there, done that. Like, this guy probably, like, does not have what he has. But then when I met him, it was completely different. You know, like, you didn't have chains. You didn't have designer clothes. Like, you came in, you you had like a nice car, but you never like talked about how much your car was worth. You never put it in my face. You never kind of like put in my face like what your job title was until I asked. Like you never put in my face like how much money you're making and how much your shoes and your clothes cost. Like some guys like do that like they flash it's like, "Oh, you're going to get you're going to get a drink spilled on my $3,000 jacket and then it's going to go to my $2,000 shoes like I've seen it all yeah, at the club." So when really Mike sad. So when I met Mike, it's like, he was very calm and he was just very confident in who he was. And you know, he was so nice to the waitress and he tipped generously. And he just had, you know, the way that he was like talking, he's just like, I want, you know, I like women that are X, Y, and Z. And that made me feel like, Oh, like, you know, he doesn't want me to be, you know, strong and dependent to the point where I don't need him kind of thing. Like he didn't say that kind of stuff. So that's the impression that I got from Mike. And it just made me, he was more like mysterious to me. It's like, he didn't wear his money on his sleeve. Literally, he just, he was just more mysterious, just generous, like very like pleasant, a guy that had money, but just very humble about it. And I guess like, that's for me, that's how you can tell if a man has a provider mindset and is not flexing. And also when I came to Mike with like a problem, Mike is so quick to give me solutions kind of just like here's a solution to your problem and then it's just like oh damn like sometimes I want to bend sometimes I want to complain but a man that really cares for you he doesn't want you to sit there through misery so my advice is that if you're dealing with that kind of man come to him with a problem and see if he fixes it or tries to fix it and gives you the best advice or he's kind of just like oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that what are your thoughts what is your answer <laughs>
1: Well, thank you for all that, and you look really pretty, by the way. Um, <laughs> thank you. So, I was just like, "Wow, you look really nice." So, uh, provider mindset versus flexing. Yeah, I mean, I think that it has a lot to do with, like, aside from just being humble and not throwing it in the person's face. that's it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Is doing the things that aren't like are free that are still a provider mindset, which I think like walking on the correct side of the road. You know, walking on the dangerous side of the road, um, opening up a car door, making sure that you're taken care of before uh, I am, mm-hmm. right? Like there's no flexing involved in any of that. And it's not about like them being the most expensive gifts. Like if I am going to give you a gift, it's about it being like a thoughtful gift, right? And and this is the, something that like um, I talked with with one of our, our Russian friends uh, and he said it well and he said that it brings him so much joy to spoil his wife. Like it literally makes him feel so good. And that's why he works so hard because it feels good to buy his wife clothes. It feels good to buy his wife a car. It feels good to just, you know, make sure that she's taken care of like that. Cause that's what makes him feel like a man. And he said, I love it. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I feel the same exact way. Like I genuinely love spoiling you. Like I love getting you something you know, not all the time. Like sometimes I'm not in the mood for it. And sometimes like, you know, we've been having a week or like, I'm just like, uh, eh, not right now. You know, or maybe, maybe I'm, uh, you know, things are going on financially and it's just like not the right time to be splurging, right? But for the most part, it brings me a lot of joy. But and you know and what? With, like knowing that you're taken care of and like when I look at you and every single piece of clothing you're wearing is something that I've bought you and that hair, you know, is <laughs> I paid for that and that makeup and those shoes, like that feels good. Like, and you're driving the car that I got you. Like, that's just like, that's some boss shit. You that know is what I mean? some
0: boss shit. But the difference is though, is that like when man, when man, when Mike, and I guess like who your friend you're talking about is like, the difference is, is that like when Mike spoils me and even if he gives me the most, like the smallest gift ever is like, to me, it's like, that's like the biggest gesture ever. And I appreciate him and I love him and I tell him and I'm just so happy i feel like a lot of women they kind of just think like oh a man is a provider this is expected like the sense of entitlement if, if
1: you were like that i would want to give you nothing
0: exactly but like when mike gives me something like my eyes like light up and i'm so appreciative and, and you I,
1: ask for things too like you're super humble about it you're like hey can i have this please yeah. you know and i'm just like yeah it usually gets me but not all <laughs> the time there's times where i'll like no babe like uh, i don't want to do that right now and you and you respect it and you're just like okay yeah and you're not like you're not some sort of way about it because if you are that would be the other way to really piss somebody off that's mm-hmm. like to like rub rub me the wrong way like if uh, if you're like hey can I please have this and i'm just like no like not right now you know and you're but you're like okay No problem. Listen,
0: sometimes it it hurts. I love you,
1: you know, and yeah, sometimes Sometimes you can tell it hurts. Sometimes it
0: hurts and I feel like bad. But then again, I think about it. I'm just like, you know what? Like, I just asked for this and I know that maybe Mike's not in the mood or he's going through something and all that stuff. But like, I know Mike always like takes care of me emotionally, spiritually, and just, of course, financially. And I'm happy with that. Like, okay, I didn't, let's say... I asked for a purse and I didn't get the purse. It's like, okay, but I live in a beautiful condo and drape of a super nice car. Like, I'm grateful for that. Like, yeah, but he wants in, to And spoil- even
1: for guys that don't have that money or the luxury to be able to buy that stuff, it's like, the provider can literally mean the spiritual provider. The spiritual. provider of love. The provider of safety the provider of
0: problem solving problem
1: solving but those are all things that a guy can do period
0: 100 percent, and honestly sometimes i just feel like listen if your man is a provider and you know you stay at home and you have a roof over your head and he brings food to the table and your kids have the, the clothes on your back and you have the clothes on your back it's like that's already a provider. It doesn't mean to buy the hell next yeah. trendiest bag. It doesn't mean to buy, to drive the most expensive no, car. You, you it does can, not mean that at all.
1: Like the, I'll sometimes uh, be in an Uber and I'll be talking to, it'll be like a foreign guy, you know what I mean? And he'll be up in here in the US for five years or something and he's working, you know, 16 hour days and his family lives in mexico and all he does with all his money is send it right back home oh my
0: god did we meet did we go in the same uber because i met a guy that's like the exact same way but, yeah, his, this, but his family lives in cuba and he's like right, i work two but the, jobs but and, this
1: is what a provider is it doesn't mean yeah. that you're going to get the lowest luxurious lifestyle no. and there might be certain couples listening to this that have like a dynamic is missing but maybe you need to take a step down in your lifestyle for the man to be able to provide you know, so, so it's not always about the luxury stuff. It's like we could have this same dynamic and I could make one 100th of what I make and we could still like, would we live in as nice of a place? No. Would we drive as nice of cars? No, but I would still be your daddy, right? <laughs> like I'm still going to take care of you yeah. and I'm still going to make sure that I work two jobs then in order to take care of you because ultimately like I, I want that dynamic to exist. Like it, like there, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't couples don't have to have that dynamic, but this podcast is for the people that do.
0: Yeah, I feel like, and that's a great point, I just feel like some people, when they think like, oh, I want want my man to have a provider mindset, it means like, well, I want him to buy me the most amazing house and do all these lavish things, but they're not really understanding that a provider means, you know, taking care of you spiritually, emotionally, and just like providing a roof over your head. It doesn't matter what roof, but... And it doesn't matter, like, the food on the table and just, like, the clothes that you wear, like, that's already a provider. And just, like, I I just don't want people to get, like, kind of, like, the wrong impression. Like, well, being a provider means, like, I want the trendiest bag, you know, or I want to go to this vacation and that vacation. It's, like, and some, and like you said, like, a really good point is, like, maybe you need to step back into your lifestyle, you know, maybe he can't afford to be a provider for the lifestyle that you want and that you dream of.
1: But maybe if but, you but maybe if you take a take step, back, step back, you could take steps forward by supporting him and 100%, believing in him. Yeah. Let's go to the next one.
0: Okay. Yes, the next one. So when, like, w- um, when did you notice an age difference between you two, or when do you notice an age difference between well, you two? Well, just to be
1: clear, we're seven years apart, so it's not like that many years.
0: It's not that many years. My first reaction was like, well, the only time we notice an age difference is when we are listening to music and we're listening to like rock and roll bands that are from, you know, that are from the USA. And I have a no idea who they are and sometimes movies. But then after I redirected my answer and I was just like, I guess when you notice the age difference between us or we used to, and not so much since we started going to church, but I just feel like I used to get mad over the small things and everybody used to tell me like, and I used to always ask like my older friends that are moms and I used to get mad at little stuff that Mike would do and they would look at me and they're like, oh, like wait till you get older, that stuff is not gonna matter to you anymore. And I'm like, well, I'm in my 20s and this is the first time I'm experiencing it, so it matters to me, so help me out now. You know, and they would just like (laughs) laugh and they would look at me and they're like, you're going to, you're going to come to me in 10 years and you're going to be like, what were you, what were you thinking? So I guess like before when Mike and I used to get into arguments, I would say like my immaturity or my 20 year old side would come out of me. But Mike would look at me and since I'm very just mature overall, that Mike would forget sometimes that. I haven't been through a lot of experiences that a lot of people have been through since we are seven years apart. That means Mike has seven years on me. That means Mike has seven years worth of experience that I haven't experienced yet. So sometimes we would get into arguments and my immature side would come out. My 20-year-old side would come out. And Mike would obviously just automatically think like, yo, she's my age, like she gets it, you know, just because I'm mature. But then I put it into perspective and I'm just like, Hey, mister, like I'm 23 years old or I'm 24 or I'm 25 at the time. I'm just like, I'm allowed to be upset because this is the first time I'm going through this. And once I kind of say that, Mike goes, ah, I see it makes a lot more sense. And he goes like, yeah, talk to me in 10 years and you're not going to even think twice about this conversation.
1: Yeah, that that excuse like was cute for the first like 15 times. And then I'm just like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah, But I then mean, Mike,
0: like once I put it into kind of perspective, you know, he becomes very like more patient and more oh, just sure. like understanding, being like, oh, like she's just a little girl. She's, has she's to like, I'm through. just
1: 20, you know, just 24. I'm just 25. Like, leave me and, alone. Like, I'm right. sad
0: right now because of this. And right. he just like, obviously, he he knows my age. This kind of like it nudges him and is like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, she is young. Like, maybe yeah. let me just guide her. But I will say, though. You know, after going to church, I spiritually matured like 10 times more. Yeah. And I, you know, I went went from a girl to a woman to Mm. now being a woman of God. Yeah. And just this little, these little things that used to, you know, get me mad, they don't anymore. And I just feel like I spiritually matured because of God, because God has taught me and he's teaching me how to be a godly woman. And it's just been like a game changer. So I feel like I noticed the difference before, but I don't think not so much anymore. I feel like I meet you with maturity now.
1: 100%, I have nothing to add to that, that was perfect.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, So someone asked me, how would you feel if you caught your man checking out other females? And I used to have a hard time with this and I used to be super insecure and I would get to the point where it's like, if I notice a good, if I if I notice a good girl, if I notice a good looking girl, like walking to the room, I would try to see if Mike notices her too. And it's like, <laughs> and I would like, and I would look at his eyes and I would look at his gaze and I'd just be like, is he looking at the same girl that i'm looking at and i drove myself crazy doing that like imagine just you know being so naive that there's like a bunch of like you know there's beautiful girls everywhere you know you can't hide that i can't control where mike goes and sees women i can't control where he makes eye contact so it's like i used to be super insecure but now i get to the point where it's like okay we can all appreciate beauty you know like I can appreciate a good looking man that takes care of himself, that looks good. (laughs) And Mike can appreciate a girl's beauty because it takes a lot of effort to look good. It takes a lot of effort, you know, to get ready, look good, to look like a feminine woman. And it takes a lot for a man to look good. So it's like you can Mm -hmm. appreciate that beauty. However, there is a line. So I give Mike two seconds. (laughs) I give Mike two seconds. Two seconds is more than enough to look at someone and then look away. Now, if I see Mike staring at this woman, if I see Mike looking at this woman up and down, if I see Mike breaking his neck, you know, to check this woman out, or if he's staring at her long enough for this woman to stare back at him, that's what I find disrespectful. Mm. That's where I see a red flag because that's disrespectful and that's super embarrassing. And I know that Mike feels the same way. You know, like if Mike was beside me and I was looking at a guy and I was checking a guy out and then he was looking at me checking him out and Mike was standing right beside that man would probably look at Mike and be like, yo, your girl's checking me out, you know, and that's super disrespectful. And I feel like same with the woman. If a man's checking you, if a man's checking her out and he's with a woman and his wife, his fiance, it's like, yo, your girl, like your man's checking me out. That is disrespectful. And that's something that I will not tolerate. So appreciate beauty but you got two seconds and then you're done and i feel like that's fair
1: i agree i, I think we, we've talked about this before like as far as it's hard not to recognize beauty you'll be walking down the street and it's just like even as men we're just wired that way like see a girl dressed up nice and looking feminine or whatever right and it's just like you're gonna look like it's just, that's the way we are literally wired. I mean, so it's women like, you're going to look,
0: gonna look, women look but, at but other you girls. have,
1: right. But you have that, you have that like initial reaction that you cannot control unless you're trying really hard. You know what I mean? To just like completely ignore everything around you and just stare at your partner, which is unrealistic. So you've got, but then you're right. You get like a grace period. It's like, okay, so you look, appreciate, look away. But you're right like you extend it you know you start breaking your neck and it's like i'm not i'm not you know stupid either like i know there's other guys out there that work out they take care of themselves you know they're good looking dudes like what am i gonna do you know what i mean maybe they're taller than me maybe they're you know have more muscles than me maybe maybe something and it's like like i i don't blame her like yeah like i, I saw him too like mm-hmm, a good looking exactly. dude okay like cool but you have to have enough confidence and, and self-worth to know that okay but they're not me you know like if you're letting yeah if you're if, if that if your partner's not doing that and they're literally just glancing and then looking away like then I think it's a you problem right it's like okay why are you getting so upset about something so small you know what I mean like if they're not flirting with them and they're not staring at them then you're all right You know, like that's, that's your own problem. And you got to work that out with like self-esteem issues. Yeah. But.
0: That's like insecurity issues as well. But
1: if it is long, then you got a disrespect problem and you definitely need to address it right then and there and call them out on their shit.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I would. In a
1: heartbeat. If you were doing that, I'd be like, Hey, hey." I'd be like, try to get your attention. What are you doing? Yeah. I would literally just say that. What are you doing? I
0: would look so stupid. I'd be like, like,
1: or I would say, have you had a good time? yeah you know like i would call you out hardcore like not i wouldn't make a scene or
0: i would be like did it hurt and you'd be like what would be like did it hurt breaking your neck (sighs) (laughs) something like that but like just to get them in check but i don't know i i don't feel that way with you i feel like i used to like i used to like even if you would glance i'd be like why why is he glancing at that woman but it's like i would be i would drive myself crazy and i would think i'm so naive to think like there's not other beautiful women in the world So I kind of just appreciate. There's
1: so many like beautiful people in this world. But the thing I remember whenever I do look at another woman is like there's just that thing that pops in my head like a few seconds and I'm just like, yeah, but she's not like she doesn't have Ange's soul, Mm -hmm. you know, like that might be a beautiful woman, but they're never going to be you and they're never going to have that connection that you and I have and they're never going to love each other on just as deep as a level that we do. Like Mm -hmm. I just, so for me, it's just like, oh, okay. Well that, that sounds like a big waste of time. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But it's also
0: because you have a beautiful woman already.
1: Well, yeah. I mean that too, but, (laughs) but, but but, you know, but it's like, I have a
0: beautiful woman right here with me. So I'm good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, of (laughs) course, but yeah, I mean, you are gorgeous, but you know, there's a lot of guys that cheat on very beautiful women so i think it's just more like
0: well i feel I, I, like they cheat on beautiful women because i feel like beautiful women all they have is their beauty but they're they're empty in their soul
1: some i think there's a lot of guys that cheat on really really good women too
0: but that's because they have a them problem Correct. That's, that's fighting with your own demons Correct. That you have to figure your own demons out it has nothing to do with the woman at that point that's a man's problem i agree okay so next question is what are your favorite female characteristics so do you want to talk about that first let's gain insights from a man what he finds what's your feminine favorite characteristics
1: i'm assuming that she means or this question means the outside stuff
0: i well i think she wrote also like example like hair makeup nails so oh, okay. i think she was talking yeah. about appearance
1: yeah i mean appearance wise like pretty much that right like hair done makeup
0: what is your favorite though if you ha- i know you can't my, pick one my, but if you're no, your time. there favorite, isn't there isn't one because
1: mm-hmm. like a girl could have her makeup not done and then have beautiful nails yeah. or she could have her makeup done and then no nails and there's still a problem here yeah. <laughs> like it's the whole thing like I like a woman that actually tries mm-hmm. and you know like wakes up early, you know gets go goes and works out to keep her body nice right like gets That's home what I said, yeah. yeah does her hair does her makeup like it doesn't look like it's caked on where you see the line between the face and the neck like <laughs> you know, take some pride and like watch some YouTube videos if you yeah. need to and really learn how to do makeup well and naturally um and not like not like a cake face you know what i mean like just, just you don't need to good, go for a full just,
0: glam all the time Right. just
1: emphasize like the good things you know like the eyeliner and, and the lip gloss and do some of those like ex- nose look at him the yeah, eyeliner and the lip gloss yeah, 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 yeah. and and yeah nails done like toes done you you know just lotion shaved like and then may, wear like a form-fitting outfit, like so you can your body can be seen, like your feminine body. Like mm-hmm. uh, I love heels, you know when a when when you wear heels, and <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch myself there. I love when you wear heels, uh, and I, I love mean, when you
0: wear makeup. I love when you do your nail. yeah,
1: your lip gloss and your eyeliner. <laughs> uh, so you know, I mean, it's the whole thing. And I feel like if you're just be like, I hate laziness. I hate it. Like I work so hard to make money and I work so hard to be a provider. All I ask is just don't be lazy. Like yeah. I'm going to provide for you. So uh-huh. all I ask on a day-to-day basis, and I'm I can't like just, you know, say it's just this, right? Cause you also take care of me in so many other ways. I'm so grateful for that. But, like, I just want you to be your full potential every day. I want you to be that dime. I want you to be that 10. And I want to see you like that. Not, not that I expect it every single day. Like, there's plenty of time around the house. I don't say a word. Like, you're just a cutie with your jammies on. You know, mm-hmm. I love it. And <laughs> and uh, your your little t-shirts. And your and your like, I don't know, those shorts, those funny shorts. <laughs> well, you know but, what it
0: is also? Yeah. Like to go based off of that is when I lived in Toronto, I lived obviously in my parents home and the only time I wore makeup was to go to work and then I would come home, I would wash it off and then the whole day it would all, it would be like winter, bad weather. And I had nobody around the house to tell me like how to look like or what to wear. So majority of the time around the house, I'd be with no makeup on, baggy clothes, watch movies all day and that's it. And then obviously this is my first time ever living with a man. And what happened is I was so used to my default. I was so used to blinds, clothes. I was so used to baggy clothes all the time, no makeup. And I thought that was like normal. I thought like, oh, he should appreciate me with no makeup on. And he does, of course. But it got to the point where, you know, I would be home all day and I would be home for weeks on end. This was obviously in the beginning when I didn't have friends, I didn't know what I was doing in Miami. So I would just sit at home all day and I would just wear baggy clothes all day. And I remember Mike got like fed up, you know, (laughs) Mike got fed up and he was just like, Hey, like maybe you can put like more effort in, like, maybe you can like wear some form fitting clothing. Maybe you can like put on makeup, like freshen up, look alive. And with me, I was just like, Oh, how would, dare you? Like, you know, how dare you tell me to put on makeup and wear this way? I'm at home. I'm, I'm comfortable. Like, I don't want to do that. And then I started reading all my books and they're like, no girl, you got to do that. Like, he's not asking for much. And then in my head now, it's like, damn, like I asked, like, even you ladies, like you ask your men to pay all your bills to make X amount of money a year to do all these things. But the moment they ask you like, Hey, can you be a little bit more feminine or like, Hey, maybe if you can put yourself together, you are just like, damn, you are a misogynist. You are a sexist. But yeah, I want you to pay all my bills. And it's like, how does it's exactly, it does not work that way. So it's like me, you know, being a feminine woman and my masculine man asking like, hey, I just want this from you and I got everything else. How dare I be like, yo, you're a misogynist. Like, no, I'm not going to do this. It's my way. It's like, no, I'm I'm going to actually try. And I, when I'm answering this question and it's like, what are your favorite female characteristics? And I said like literally everything. And it's like, I always have my nails done. Always have my nails done. I go to Pilates three days a week to keep my body tight. And I just feel like now, now, more than ever, I feel like I've been really putting in the effort into getting ready every single day. And I've been, you know, watching a lot of YouTube videos and I've been doing different, like my makeup and just trying to find like what works for me. I feel like I was so lost in the makeup world. And I feel like I had extensions before and I didn't want to do everything with my hair. I just liked it straight because it just wasn't my hair. You know so I was like working with hair that wasn't mine and now I feel like I am so I've been trying out new hairstyles like you know like I've been, I've been like really taking pride and effort when we go out to kind of like going all out I feel like before I used to get ready in like 30 minutes and now it takes me an hour and a half because I'm I'm trying new things and I just I guess I just want to be like a girly girl who takes pride who even goes to the grocery store and like looks good and you know, who goes and gets the mail and looks good. And it's like, I'm not perfect. I'm going to have my lazy days, but I'm really trying to make an effort to have more getting ready, putting myself together, making that effort days, rather than I'm going to be home with no makeup, chilling at home. Because obviously being around the house and with Mike, it's like, I know the difference between me being in my baggy clothes You know, and me actually being like in my feminine clothing and I live in Miami and Miami has a beautiful weather to look good. I don't live in Toronto where it's cold or I don't live somewhere cold in general where Mike looks at me. It's like, okay, it's freaking cold outside. Like I get why you're wearing that. It's like we live in Miami. It's beautiful outside. There's no reason why I shouldn't be wearing like cute clothing like that's, you know, like that's the main reason you know, why I should be. It's like the weather's not stopping you. So, and I also noticed the difference between Mike's, you know, the way that he interacts with me. Like when I'm wearing something super cute, it's like he can't get his hands off me. You know, he just wants to touch me and it's just like, I get, I have to like leave the house and he compliments me and he goes, wow, like you look gorgeous. You look amazing. Like he, he he boosts me up, and yeah, then when I'm wearing I, baggy I clothes, it. yeah, and then when I'm wearing baggy clothes, it's like he still loves me, he still finds me super super cute. But then when I'm doing it from weeks on end, it's like okay, and just like this is getting old, like get your shit together kind of thing. And I and I really appreciate that.
1: So <laughs> well, I'm I guess, glad you do now. You didn't in the beginning, but
0: I didn't. So I guess but, my favorite female yeah. char- characteristic is like being a girly girl.
1: Yeah, that was an uncomfortable conversation to have with you. Yeah. Like, hey, like, I love you. I don't know how to say this, but uh, I really want you to get ready more often. Like there's, fully. This,
0: there's this thing on TikTok where and it's talking. And you said
1: you were just like, well, but I'm home. I don't want to do yeah. that. Like, I'm comfortable. I don't want to like in my own home. I'm like, yeah, but we're always here. Yeah, Like if you went to work every day or went to an office every day or you went out every day, you would have to get ready and look good. Yeah, But just because you're home here with me and I work from home doesn't give us the excuse to be total slobs.
0: Or when I go out with my girls, I look super, super good. And then when I come home, I change right away into my baggy clothes and my doesn't get to appreciate it. Right.
1: Or remember when we were dealing with it where... You wouldn't do your makeup at all, but then you would edit your Instagram photos to have your makeup on. That's not, not something you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I let the cat out of the bag there, but listen, all girls edit their photos. That's not something. That okay, we're I'm sorry. Talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, then we talked about it and I'm like, "Yo, babe, like are you serious like you're editing this photo for everybody else but I don't get you with makeup on? Like we would go to a nice dinner, you wouldn't wear any makeup, but then you no, would ed- you." No, I would, would
0: wear very super super light, casual makeup to the point where when I got home it wasn't like It wasn't hard for me to take off casual. Like it it was so
1: bad about that.
0: It was very yeah. You're you're don't rub me. You just rubbed me the wrong way. So we'll talk about this later. All right. I love you. (laughs) Love you too. But I would wear like super minimum, and like yeah, I did edit my photos. But my photos would be like okay. But if I did wear makeup, this is how I would
1: look. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bullsh- <this> bullshit. <laughs>
0: so I always told Mike, I'm like, hey, if I did my makeup exactly like this, this is how it would look. I'm like, like yeah,
1: I learned how to do it just like that. But it's exactly how you should do it. But
0: now I feel like I do my makeup exactly like that. Like you I do, I, you I nail it. You I crush really it. changed, and I just do. I do the eyeshadow. Like I do my foundation. I contour. To the point where it's like, I look at a photo, I'm just like, I don't need to edit this. Like, uh, it's good to go. <laughs> like, put some saturation on it and I'm good.
1: Yeah. Humble. Love that.
0: Yeah. No. And also, it's just like, I don't want to do all these, like, filters, you know? I feel like I've changed from that.
1: Yeah. Now, you, you're you a lot more...
0: Real, real. Raw. And I feel like I have to... I want to be very real and well, raw with you guys. Well, just posting
1: the reels on... From these podcasts, you know, yeah. like you would have never done that. You didn't even want to talk to the camera ever when Man. I met you. You couldn't, you would die talking to the camera. Now you're putting yourself the on the camera. Mike,
0: Mike, he's like just a great speaker and he does this like for a living. And he would be and he would talk to his leaders. He would talk to investors, you know, and all that stuff. And he would just, he wouldn't care to get and just talk in front of me. When I had to make a 3 second video or a 10 second video and we were somewhere, I had to lock like seven doors <laughs> so Mike doesn't hear me. That's how like that's how what's it called? That's how what what would you say?
1: Insecure or like self-conscious?
0: Self-conscious. Like, you know, so this, like I said in the beginning, is like this is a big step up for me. I've I've changed. I'm more real, more raw and I just want people you know, not to look at the materialistic or the artificial, I, you know, we have enough of that in this world. Well, we were, were all
1: trying to portray ourselves to be something we weren't.
0: Yeah, I want to just, you know, be like, yo, I'm one of you guys. Like, I'm literally one of you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, next one.
0: Okay. Do you get jealous as a feminine woman? And yes, of course you get jealous. But my question now is, why am I getting jealous? And what is my partner doing to make me feel that way? Those are the two questions that pop up right away. And I would say I used to be a very jealous person and don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. And in certain situations, I definitely have my moments, but what is the reason? Am I just being insecure? Is he being nice and friendly? And I'm just looking at it from a perspective, of a jealous person. I mean, Mike, you know, we went through like a whole transition where Mike used to only have two employees with his first company, to like now Mike having what, 75 employees and keep adding more.
1: It's like 90, but.
0: And it's like 90, but whatever.
1: I mean, you're the counting. One I brought, you brought the number up.
0: But you know, and majority. We're hiring. <laughs> you're done.
1: Okay, <laughs> like insightcare.com, careers.
0: You're done. It's not a shout out you do here for Indeed, uh, you know. But Mike used to have, like, Mike used to only have two employees. Now he's had 90 employees and the majority of them are female, you know. And he needs mm-hmm. to hire female employees because that's just well, like the position the job is. In
1: healthcare it attracts a lot of females because it's a lot of nurses. And, yeah. yeah it's, just, uh, it's a heavily female dominated field.
0: So... Um, The adjustment was a hard adjustment to make because, you know, there's there was so many faces and, you know, just different people coming into the picture where I was so set on just like me, Mike, and then his two employees. And I was good. Like I knew them. They were way older. Like (laughs) I had nothing to worry about. But, you know, he's having all these female employees and it was a major adjustment for me. And I didn't like it at first. But. I have now like, you know, I'm at that point where I feel like God is healing me and my insecurities and he's changing my heart and he's changing Mike's heart every day. So I'm at that point where I just trust Mike and I trust he's not flirting or crossing any boundaries because Mike knows the difference. Like Mike knows the difference between right and wrong and he knows how I feel. And I just know that, you know, we're very spiritual and we, we love God and God is always watching us so I I trust Mike in that sense like I Mike knows my boundaries Mike knows the difference and I can't control every situation but all I can do is say my part and hope Mike respects it and that's it you know and I know that Mike is like a man of God and I'm a woman of God and I know like vice versa like Mike has to trust me because I have Instagram you know And I post photos on Instagram and I do all these things. And Mike has to trust me that I'm not entertaining anybody in my DMS or I'm not, you know, talking to anybody or commenting or liking any men's photos and all that stuff. But I just feel like Mike and I, we have like this like different sense of like trust. And we look at us differently now where it's like, I know Mike is a man of God and he knows that I'm a woman of God and he knows that, you know, God is always watching, you know, the things that we're doing and. You know, um, I feel like that is sinning, you know? So just like if you're sinning, then you're just ruining your relationship with God. And I know we both don't want to get to that point. So yes, I used to be very jealous. I used to be a lot jealous, but every time I would jealous, it would rub me the wrong way and it would look ugly on me. Like jealousy would look ugly on anybody, but I just feel like being confident, like a man knows the difference between like confidence and insecurity. And I am just like super confident in who I am now. And I'm super confident in who I am now. And I'm super confident in like what God is doing for me in our relationship. And I'm just like, I know what I bring to the table and that's it. And I know Mike is not trying to intentionally make me jealous. And if he is, that, that's a problem for him and God will deal with him in his own ways. But yeah, that's how I get through it. But yes, as a jealous woman, it's okay to, I'm sorry, as like, A feminine woman it is okay to be jealous because that's normal Mm -hmm. but it's just what do you do with that jealousy do you act crazy about it do you accuse him of things that he actually didn't do like do you look at him with the best intentions like if you see him like talking to somebody you know like do you trust that he's not flirting and you know majority of the time when i see mike and i can get a little jealous he comes to me and goes yeah we just spent like 10 minutes talking about you you know Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yo, like I, I have, he has my trust. He knows where my heart is. I know where he, his heart is. And th- that's all I can do. You, do you get jealous as a masculine man? Oh, for sure. It's territorial. It's like, that's mine. Yeah. That's, that's my person. Don't talk to them that's that the way. way. Yeah.
1: That's the way I put it is just like, it's, um, it's a territorial thing. Yeah. So yes, I get jealous. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that's my explanation.
0: Um, So next question is, is it possible to step into your masculine or feminine energy if your partner isn't ready?
1: Yeah, it is. It's a good one because the way this question is even written just tells me that the person that wrote it thinks that they have to wait for their partner to make a change before they can change. That's good. And that's not true at all. You do not have to wait for your partner to change before you do. So if you want something to change in your relationship, then you have to be the first one to change it and lead by example. So if you want your partner to be really masculine or really feminine, then start being the exact opposite opposite. of that and start leading by example and start resetting expectations for how you want the dynamic in the relationship to go and understand that that's going to require changes from you first. And it's not going to happen the very first day. You're going to have to show consistency and you're going to have to show that you actually have changed. And one of two things are going to happen. That person is either going to change with you or you're going to grow apart, grow apart. And you just have to be willing that if I'm going to start changing into a different person than how I met this person, that one of those two things could happen and you need to be prepared for it.
0: Yeah, that, that's good. I, I, I don't have anything to say to that.
1: Mike, drop.
0: Mike, drop. Yeah, because it, it is super, it is possible. And like Mike said, it's like if you are going to wait for your partner, then it's just never going to happen. So, and like we said before, it's like you can't change somebody, but you can inspire them to grow. So maybe if you are a feminine woman and you want your man to be a more masculine man, maybe just become the most feminine woman and, you know, have that polarity and just study it, listen to this podcast, like just read about how to be a more feminine woman and make sure he feels that. And, you know, if he's the guy for you, he will change and he will become a better man and he'll step into his masculine role. You just can't overcompensate for his masculine role. You got to just let him be and see what he does with it. Um. this one says, say you go on a date and a guy doesn't open the car door for you. Is it worth giving him another chance? I <laughs> love this one. I laughed so hard and it's like, yes, like, Poor guy is like, okay, before he even knows it, the date is over because the car door wasn't open. Like, damn, girl, like, you got some boundaries and standards. Like, I'm just going to sit in the car and the date is over. I'm not even giving him a chance. But my my answer is yes, definitely give him a chance. Some guys don't know, especially, you know, in the Western society, you know, maybe they haven't been around a girl, you know, that made them open the door. Maybe they have like, they don't look up to anybody that does that. So it's just about telling a man like what you like and, or maybe just sitting in the car and waiting until he's like, wait, what's wrong with, why isn't she getting out of the car? And then he comes and opens the car door for you. And you just be like, wow, thank you so much. I love when you open the car door for me. It makes me feel so good. Give him a hug. All that stuff. But it's definitely worth a chance. But when he asks, like, what do you look for in a man? Maybe it's someone Then maybe it's something that you can mention. Like, oh, I love a man that's a provider and all these things. But I also love when he opens the door for me and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's definitely worth a chance. Poor guy. You
1: know, what's funny is like as we're looking like opening up the car door or closing it. Every time I open up the car door, I smack your booty. When yeah. you get into the car or I squeeze your butt. And then every time you get out of the car, you give me a kiss. Yeah. So it's just kind of like.
0: But maybe she's talking about like the first time. You no, meet I know somebody. what she's
1: saying, but I'm just saying that it was funny that.
0: It's a transaction. It's like a it, win-win it, for both situations. Yeah, it really is. Because yeah. it's
1: just kind of like, okay, like I'm going to open this car door for you, but you're going to get that booty slapped, oh, you right, know? All right. Yeah.
0: I just wish more men are like, you know, when we live in one of. We live in a building and people notice Mike and he. They notice us Said and they notice one out of the and they notice couples. this other couple, and they're always like so shocked because Mike from the very beginning, it's like I never opened my car door, and this other couple, like you know, they also have traditional values and they're older, like older, way older than us, and he always opens the car door for his wife. And people notice it. They're just like, you are the only two couples that ever open the door for their wives. Because it's a sign
1: of respect. And And it's like...
0: And it's just like so crazy because... It, it is a sign of respect and it's like, let me take care of you. Let me open that door. You shouldn't be touching this door handle. You're like, just
1: a little girl. You shouldn't be carrying yeah, that. You shouldn't, just be, like, you shouldn't be carrying that. Yeah, let You shouldn't le- be opening that.
0: So I got you. I just feel bad because I don't fe- I feel like a lot of women, they don't ask for it. They don't care for it. But a lot of men, they don't know that they need to do it. They don't have that example. They.
1: I learned this from traveling. I learned this from being in Europe and I learned yeah. this from just kind of being in a situation where like in Russia, like that is standard oh, yeah. practice. And I learned that there. And.
0: Well, in Russia, what's it, what's the proper etiquette? It's like opening the door and then it's like pulling up the chair. And then you also said something about like when the woman stands up or goes to the bathroom, then what? If a
1: woman stands up from the table, you stand up too.
0: Yeah. like that's I don't like, go that far, I know.
1: but I do do everything else. I put your coat on. I, mm-hmm. um, I open the car door, I open the doors, I pull your chair out at dinner and then scoot you in. Yeah. Like these are all really simple things that are very easy and quick for me to do. But it means the world to me. But you can also just feel the dynamic when we're doing it. And you can also feel not that I do it for other people looking at us, but you can feel people looking at us and you just know like they feel triggered. I don't know, I don't know about that. It just makes me feel like a freaking boss. I'm just like, yeah, like that's that's how I roll. And because I'm a very masculine looking dude, like I got tattoos everywhere, everywhere. like I'm tall, I'm big, and then I'm pulling out like this chair for this little dainty girl in her heels and like with her hair done and a little bow in it and she just looks all cute and I look like a monster. And then I'm just pulling the chair out (laughs) and pushing it in and people just go, wow. I can only imagine what they think because I never see this. I, I never either. see men opening the car door anymore. I never see men pulling the, the the chair out. But you know what's cool is like, like you know when we're with your dad and then your dad will start opening the car yeah. door. Because he, you know. when
0: he's, I'm telling you, when Mike is not around, my dad probably doesn't do it. But when Mike is around, because Mike always does it for me and sometimes he does it for my dad's thing, my dad's girlfriend, you know? So then my dad is like, well, he's not going to do that for my woman. And then my dad starts doing it. So he gets inspired by Mike. So yeah, that is super cute. Cause I'm not going to stop, but you know what it is also it's when we, it's very rare, especially here. It's very rare for us to see that with other couples, but when we do, they stand out to us. We look at each other. We're like, that's a real man. Like good for him when we look at each other we're like yeah that's cool i'm so tired of people thinking like oh if a man opens the car door for you or if a man does all these things it's like i'm a simp it's like no dude you're a real man for doing that a simp yeah it takes a real all the guys that
1: call other guys simps are all single losers that are probably just watching porn and not doing anything with their lives or going from girl to girl and they're truly unfulfilled and unhappy. So it's like, you can call me a simp all day, but all I know is that my soul is is full, and I am loved, and I've got cooked meals for me every day, and I've got somebody that supports me and loves me and wants nothing but the best for me and who's going to give me amazing children one day. So who's the simp?
0: Amen. I think you're the simp. Yeah, I think you're the simp for thinking that people, that other men do that are the simp. It's like, Treating your girl like a queen and treating your man like a king is not weak, and it's not being a simp. It's actually being very, very strong.
1: Agreed. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say, I uh, lost it. I was gonna say about that girl about giving that guy a chance. It's like, yeah, give him another chance, but just share your share your expectations with him right away, and and explain to him how you want the dynamic to be in the relationship. Because he will either love it or he's going to hate it. But either way, you'll get your answer right then and there so that you don't have to waste your time.
0: Well, you'll also know if he is a real masculine man that has this mindset or he gets scared and intimidated and doesn't. But it looks like it's a win-win for you. Because if you just met him and you you lay out all these expectations and he lays out your expectations and you guys agree could turn into something good. But if he gets scared and just doesn't message you, it's kind of just like well, dodged a bullet there, so it's a win-win for you. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Another question is, my man isn't reaching his financial potential. What can I do? Yeah. Let's hear it from a man's perspective on what a woman, what he wants, what he would want a woman to do.
1: That would be a hard one because it would be very triggering because you're you're automatically going to feel somewhat demasculated. So you need to stroke his ego while you have this conversation, and you need to do it in the sweetest, nicest way possible. Because if you do this in a way that is too harsh, you're going to destroy his ego and demasculate him, and you could definitely cannot compare him to another man. Just so you know, women, don't ever compare one man to another. Mm, There's nothing yeah. you can do more to make somebody feel like Like another man may feel like absolutely nothing to compare him to another man. Like even if you're just trying to teach him a lesson, you're trying to show him something great that another man's doing because you want him to do the same thing. Don't ever use another man to compare it.
0: Or even when it comes to this podcast, like I would say, don't send it to your man and just be like, well, Mike thinks this way. So you should. I feel like that would come from a place of attacking and not actually helping and they'll actually do the complete opposite because it's like, okay, you want me to be like another man because you don't accept me at face value. And that's very emasculating for a man. So I don't recommend it doing that. Um, I just feel like coming from a place of like love. Um, we were watching this Amazon deck documentary on how Jeff Bezos got started and he had a great idea. He had basically the Amazon idea. It wasn't called Amazon at the time, I don't know, I don't remember what it was called, but- Kadabra. Kadabra. And he went to his like work employees. He was making six figures. He was like the lowest, I mean the highest paid, but he was very young and he was a vice president. So he went to, I guess, like the CEO or somebody with Kadabra, which is now Amazon. And, you know, they blew his ego. They're like, you can't do this. This sounds crazy and all this stuff. And he went home to his wife and he was defeated and his wife gave him so much strength and so much courage and she's like you can do this i believe in you you're so much smarter than that like take this chance take this risk like if it doesn't happen you are back at the same point where you were so you got nothing to lose but if it does happen you have everything to gain and just talking him up and just knowing that whatever happens, you're his biggest support system and just telling them what he's good at and telling him that he's a hard worker and he's capable of doing so much more and he has so much potential and just being his biggest support system and just loving like. I'm I'm Mike's biggest cheerleader, you know, and I and I'll always be his bigger biggest cheerleader. Even when he's going through some shit, I'm always the one to be like, Hey, don't talk to yourself like that. Like you're going through a hard time. Like, you know, you're good. You're straight. Like you're a hard worker. Like, you're good. And he really appreciates that, and it motivates him.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So I wrote, do it from a place of love. Support him. Tell him that you believe in him, and ask how you can help him achieve more Mm -hmm, what can you do as a partner to help him achieve his goals if you want your man to make more money then how are you helping him make more money because the things that Ange does for me is she makes every single meal so that i can sit at my desk for hours on end without even moving and just work through the entire day she makes sure that i'm fed because i work so hard and so focused that i will forget to eat unless she feeds me as Mm -hmm. like pathetic as that sounds but it's true Another one is she takes care of everything around the house for the, for the most part. Like other than taking out the trash, like she manages everything around here. She takes care of everything. She even makes sure the cars are washed. She makes sure that you know the the, the cleaner gets paid. She makes sure that the
0: errands are being ran. The, the gifts are, run. are being bought for people. Like Mike right. doesn't have to worry about anything. He just I has to show up. I don't do
1: anything around the house. Like I said, other than take out the trash. Mike and doesn't
0: even know, like sometimes when he goes into the kitchen and he looks for things, he doesn't even know where things are placed. I'm like, you know what? You don't belong here. Like, get out of here. Giving me anxiety. Like, <laughs> just go play some Call of Duty while I cook dinner or something like that, you know? Right.
1: So it's kind of like the question has to be to help, to help your man do that is sit him down and say, I believe that you're capable of so much more. And I see that you have so much potential and I don't think you even realize it. What can I do to help you get to the next level? How can I sacrifice to make sure that you are set up for success so all you have to do is work hard and provide the best possible life that for the two of us? And then go from there. Like don't also- compare them to another man. Don't say you want this, this and that. Like it has to be from that place and it has to be super genuine and from a place of love.
0: But you're also going to see if this man has ambition or not. You know, if he's purpose driven, if he wants, if he wants it for himself, bless you. Thank you. If he wants it for himself, because if he doesn't want it for himself and, you know, you can, you can be his cheerleader, but... You're, it's just gonna be an end road if he doesn't want him and he doesn't wanna go to that next level and he doesn't have that ambition. So that's what you gotta vet out as well, is does he have the drive and does he have the motivation?
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people are just comfortable with living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people are just comfortable with having the woman provide the other half. Like a lot of Like a lot of men are just wired that way nowadays. So you gotta vet him out to see if this guy's purpose driven If he has that drive and he has that image and he has that in him to be like, yeah, I want this for myself. I can do it and actually go do it Mm -hmm. and know that you are going to be the backbone to him. Yep. And but I'm telling you right now, you unlock this potential in him and it's a whole different ballgame. You know, it's a whole different ballgame because he's just going to be so driven and so like in his purpose that you have to be ready to get like, to know what you're getting yourself into. Like really. Um, So then another is, were you comfortable with signing a prenup? And were you comfortable when he brought it up? And yes, I was comfortable when he brought it up. That was, this was one of like, when Mike and I went on our official first date, his question was like, well, how do you feel about a prenup? And I was like, I'm fine with it. Like, I respect a man who wants to protect his finances. I respect a man who wants to protect his business. I respect a man who, well, now his businesses that he built from the ground up. And who am I as a woman to be like, no, I don't want a prenup. I want half of it if we get divorced. Like, I I can't do that to myself. I would not be able to do that to myself. So I respected the fact that Mike wanted a prenup. And when you also put things into perspective, it's either you guys decide together how things are going to work, how things are going to get split, God forbid you guys do break up, or it's the government that decides. And I would rather have Mike and I sit down and talk about it than let the government decide what goes what and who goes where, because I don't trust the government. But yeah, I I was totally fine. I was totally okay with it. And I just respect that he wanted to protect himself it has nothing to do with him loving me less it has nothing to do with that um it just you know we put things into the prenup that protects me as well and that of course protects mike and that's it i'm happy with it mike is happy with it and we you know hopefully god willingly never have to see that freaking piece of paper ever again that's the goal but yeah, it it was hard just our, because of our lawyers. They didn't make it easy on us, but Mike and I pulled through, and you know we came to just we came into like they fair agreement. A
1: very fair agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's not la- like she gets nothing. You know, we're not we're not going to get into the details of everything, but it's like I'm protected. She's, she's fine. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, depending on how long we've been together, the more fine she is. I, I mean, just feel just, like it was fair.
0: I just feel like all women um, their initial reaction is like, oh my God, he wants a prenup. Absolutely not. I'm not getting married if he wants a prenup. And it's like, well, then that's your fault. Because if you built a business from the ground up and you spend night and day blood, sweat and tears, and you are a CEO as a woman, and then you marry a man and he goes like, no, I want your money, but he doesn't do anything. Like I don't have to work. So it's like, who am I to be like, no, I want half of your business. I deserve it. But, you know, if Mike and I in the future, we work on something together or we buy a property together or whatever we choose to do, that's going to be ours. But whatever was before the marriage, you know, that's Mike's. And same with me. It's like whatever before the marriage was mine, that's that's mine. And I think that's totally fair. And I want other women to see it that way as well, that a prenup doesn't mean he doesn't love you and a prenup doesn't mean he doesn't trust you. And a prenup doesn't mean, you know, he, he thinks this marriage is going to lead into divorce and he's protecting himself. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that at all.
1: I also think it's like, how does the man come into the relationship? Like I came in with money, you know, and like on the first date I picked you up in a Lamborghini. It's Mm -hmm. like, so automatically as a man that has nice things, you're in the back of your head thinking, this woman could be a gold digger. This like, I don't know if I can trust this person and a prenup is a really good way of making sure that's not what it is. Right. And at the same time though, like you said, you're still very much protected and it's like, it's not just like a, you get nothing prenup. Right. Yeah. I think that would be extremely unfair, but like the prenup is very fair and it also, yeah, it protects me. It protects you. I mean, I think that we came up with good terms and, so I guess the answer to that is you would have felt really uncomfortable if it was a prenup that you signed where it says you get absolutely nothing. But because the prenup was made fair, we both found a very comfortable place.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I like, yeah, it's just when children are involved as well and all that stuff, you know, it also depends what the prenup says. That's that's, that's a huge because it might be like, okay, let's sign a prenup. You get nothing for even if you have my children. And that's when I would feel some type of way. For sure. But it definitely wasn't that. Well, how do you feel about a prenup? Well, how do you feel about when if you and I met and you had nothing and you and I just had this dynamic and I focused on your dream and all that stuff and then in the future when you built this company, yeah, that's but I a was lot there from tougher. the beginning. And, well,
1: then I don't think that's fair. Then you would say no I signed prenup. a prenup because I already came to the yeah. table with all these things and you already knew my like what I was capable of. So that's where I felt like that's like... How am I ever going to know? Yeah. You know? And... No, I feel like, yeah, that's like, if you are a guy with nothing for you to ask for a prenup when you're getting married, when you haven't even built anything yet, I feel like that's like really messed up because you're now, I just, I don't agree with that. I think that's (laughs) silly. Like, okay, you're going to spend a lot of money on a prenup on lawyers you can't even afford. You know what I mean? So it's like, why, you know, so just silly. But
0: what we are saying is that if you are with a man from the very beginning and then he becomes successful I don't think there should be a prenup there cause you were there from the ground up.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's just when you join the relationship in a certain way.
0: Yeah. It's different. Yeah. So I didn't feel some type of way about it. I respected it. My dad owns a business. Like, you know, my mom didn't take anything from him, you know? So I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the problem with that. Um, um, this girl asked, I'm 30 and I just got out of a toxic relationship. Is it hopeless for me now? No, no, it's never you can find somebody at 40 50 you can find somebody at any age So you can't just you can't think about it that way You can't just be like wow, I just got out of a toxic relationship. Like i'm done. It's like No, you will find the love of your life, but you have to heal from that relationship
1: But I think you should also be asking yourself. Why were you in a toxic relationship at the age of 30? Because I mean, you clearly are putting up, less. You're putting up with a relationship that you shouldn't have been for far too long. And to be 30 years old as a woman, the time is, is ticking yeah. if you want to have a family. So my advice to whoever that is, is that, you know, the great news is, is that when you make changes within yourself, your right person is right around the corner. And that's the beautiful thing is I had only made a change in myself for, I think, four or five months before meeting Ange. I made a change. I uh, where where I was much more like I think I talked about on the other podcast I was a lot more careful. I wasn't sleeping with whoever I was going on dates with. I wasn't drinking. I was really being more yeah, just more careful and thoughtful about the people I was dating and just making sure it was a long-term thing. And the second I did that and I had my list all written out, I met Ange within months and so my recommendation is that if you wanna stop the pattern of what you're getting, then you gotta make a change in yourself. And you better do it now because if you want a family, then it only gets harder from here on out as you get older into your your mid-thirties, late thirties, right, early forties. Like, is it possible to have children? Definitely. But is it harder? Definitely. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation is Really sit down, journal out why did you put up with all of the toxicity you did at at the age you're at for as many years as you did. Figure out what you'll never put up with again. Write down a list of all the characteristics in a man that you want. Stick to that and do not settle for less. Become the best version of yourself. Do some self-healing and you will naturally, if you improve what you're looking for, you're naturally going to meet that man.
0: Mic drop. That was, yeah, that was good. That was good. But to answer your question is it's not hopeless. You can meet no. somebody at any age, but you could
1: meet this person next week. You
0: got to do the change now. So starting when you listen to this podcast, start making the changes because the more you prolong it, the more your time is ticking. So you got to, you got to speed that process up. Heal, love yourself. Learn how to be alone. Learn how to really get to know yourself and then the right man will come in. Yeah. Okay, second last question is, how did you know Angelica was the
1: one? Um,
0: I need, yeah, from the heart.
1: So Angelica just was different right from the start. I knew immediately. Like, I dated a lot of girls. And I guess I just, you know, again, I had my list so specific I had my list written down of like six, 60 things I wanted. And that's why it's so important as a man or a woman to have a list. Because she checked every single box. <clears throat> she checked every single box and I knew that within the first two weeks. And I got her name tattooed on my my wrist a month after knowing her. Because I'm like, oh, you're everything I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. You're every single thing on my list. Every single thing. Not one thing missing. So, yeah, you're it. So it was very easy for me. I had plenty of years of dating and I had narrowed that list down over and over and over over the years and refined it and refined it and, you know, took away things that weren't important, added things that were as I, as I got older and more mature and wiser. And, and when I met her, I just, I just knew it was kind of like the, like the, what is it called when you have a multiple choice question and you start removing the, the, the ones that, you know, aren't the correct answer. It's like the. Uh, there's a term for it i'm forgetting it's too late i'm tired yeah but it's like yeah there's there's uh like the process of just through the process Process of of elimination elimination. i just like it was staring me in the face is super obvious yeah i wouldn't have known though when i was younger and i wouldn't have known without that experience personally
0: but you know you see a lot of people are listening to this podcast like how did you know angelica was the one it's like Oh, because the way that she did this and the way that she did that, oh, and the way I that see. she made them f- made me feel and all these things. and oh. that's how a woman kind of expresses like how she f- met the one as like a man, like finding the man finding the man.
1: Right, mine was a logical decision.
0: Mike's my, my <laughs> was a logical decision, but there was a lot of like emotional aspects, you know, like how do I make him feel? like does she love God like, you know does she work on self-improvement does she do all these things that when Mike looked at a logical his list way of looking at yeah it, but yeah. when Mike looked at his list and he looked at me and he started checking it's like okay well she does this she does that she does this she does that and it's like well this is her like this is my person this is who that's I was how, asking God for her, that's yeah. that's how easy when you have a list that's how easy you know mm-hmm. because if I basically if I didn't check 10 things off his list it's like well this is not my looking. person I would have kept looking you know so it's, it's a lot easier I know you guys are looking for this like some crazy like story of like oh all this like romance but Mike went from a logical perspective and that's what we want you guys to do because emotions can cloud judgment so if you guys have like a certain list that shows all the negotiables and non-negotiables you will be able to look at a man and just be like well he's all these things but he's not these two things and these are my negotiables so maybe he is the one and you'll give him a chance but if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't, you know, check off 10 things, you're like, yo, this is not my person. And it's such an easy determination. It's you, you already know because you're looking at your list and you're looking at the person. So it's like, that's not the one that got sent for me. So thank you, Mike, for your beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was everything on my list. Done deal.
1: I mean, you know what? It's it's about as honest as I can get.
0: Yeah, no, because there wasn't
1: anything. I mean, there's a million other things I could say, right? That are probably more romantic. I know, but it's just kind of like that's. But your list is romantic. But but that was the reality. Is that that's what kept me through the tough times? Because there was a time three months in where I wanted to break up with you, or three or four months in because things started to get hard. That's always when I broke up with people would be. Three to four months in, I would always break up with the girls when stuff would start to get really hard. But that list was so important because I'm like, wait a minute. When we were going through tough times, I'm like, but you're every single thing on my list. So if I can't make it work with you, then who would I ever make it work out with, right? I had convinced myself of that because it's true. I was just like, you're everything I wanted. There weren't like serious red flags. There were some things that you would piss me off, right? But there wasn't like these red flags where it's like, like, oh, I need to add something new to the list that I didn't realize I couldn't stand before. Like, that happened with the girls prior to you. Yeah. Right? I would realize something. I'm like, well, oh, that's a big red flag. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, I absolutely need this in the future. And there was nothing like that.
0: And also, Mike knew that there were tweaks that I can make. And I, I was, I was, I believed quite, in you. I you, was you were moldable. Yeah. You were
1: moldable in the sense that you're, but you could have been any age. Like it was just that you're just an open minded yeah. person and you're willing and open to learning. And, and I'm, you're and I'm willing very coachable. To, yeah. Like you're, and, and, but as am I, you know, and, cause I'm an open minded person and I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to grow and I'm willing to change. So, I saw that same characteristic in you and I was like okay I have hope for her yeah
0: I think the mo the biggest thing was um, my feminine qualities and that's what I was lacking but I had everything else but deep down inside I, I knew what it was to be a feminine woman my actions were just not getting me there and Mike knew I was just very traditional and I come from a great household where of course like I see my dad being the provider and my mom just taking care of the home and all that stuff. So he knew deep down inside, I wanted to be that way, but what I was portraying outside was the complete opposite. So he's just like, you know what, like, let me try to like tweak this up. So that's what happened and it completely, it changed our relationship. Um, so last question is, how are you supposed to stay in your feminine energy if you were single and work a lot? And our answer was basically um, a routine so this girl i think she said no this is not the one that said i work nine to five but it's basically just like a routine so when you are done working or maybe if you are an entrepreneur it's like when do you have that cutoff time to kind of focus on yourself and get into your feminine energy i get that you have to switch into your masculine masculine role in the workplace but or maybe you don't have to but it's like what do you do when you wind down do you take a bath do you listen to like good music do you bake do you cook do you, do you paint like you stretch, know stretch do you yoga stretch? do you do like do you meditate. do anything to, to nurture your feminine energy for you to come down and be able to be in that feminine energy and what do you do at work like i don't know where you work i don't know if you work out of home or anything but like maybe your personality can be more feminine during your work hours. Maybe you can dress more feminine. Maybe you can put yourself together, wear a nice lipstick, wear a nice perfume, like, you know, just smile at people, like talk to people, like maybe so you can stay in that feminine mindset all day that when you do come home and wind down, it's much easier for you to wind down and do that. I know that like When I'm at home and I just don't feel the most feminine, I know that I love to get ready or I love to put on music and I love to make food and learn new recipes or I love to go and take a bath and, you know, just like put the candles on, put a bath bomb and just, you know, tune out, maybe read a nice book. But that's what I do. And I'm also getting this thing on Amazon where it's like a picture and it shows like these numbers and they're like pink according to those numbers and you create like a beautiful photo just matching the paint to the numbers Hmm. and i also like went to a um a pottery or like a (laughs) where i made you that beautiful mug of yours (laughs) but i really stepped into my feminine energy doing that i had my little apron on i went to (laughs) i went to i went to go paint some uh, you had a little apron on yeah i did i sent you a photo (laughs) but i had like a little apron on and i was just there with my Uh, girlfriend and we were just sat there we were just painting you know we were just we were just talking and we were just like you know it it was so great but we felt so like you know, girly, and where you just felt like yeah. little kids. and I created this like little I created two mugs. I created like a bring back femininity mug, which I, I don't even I don't even want to talk about it, but then I created a mug for. Mike and it says daddykins and I gave it to him on Valentine's day and it looks like a freaking toddler drew it. It looks like a three-year-old gave it to their father and it's like, here you go father. So um, I definitely have to practice, but like I felt really good doing that. So I guess getting in a good routine for you and figuring out like what gets me to that point, what relaxes me, like what do I need to listen to? What music do I need to listen to? Um, that really helps.
1: I think for me, um, because I'm in a hyper masculine uh state of mind during the day when I'm working because of uh, my role, that the way I get into more of a feminine energy, because men can get into a feminine uh-huh. energy as well. And because like because I'll be too masculine, right? Like during the day I'm so uh masculine like uh making decisions Going from call to call, leading, you know, telling people what to do and critical thinking and and, and writing out emails as fast as I can and and problem solving that, you know, I'll come out if I come straight out of my office right into the family room, right into the kitchen and I'm in that same state of mind, like I'm going to be real intense. Right. And it's the same way for a woman that's working she's probably doing the same thing I'm doing. you know. She's probably making tons of decisions and she's critical thinking and she's having to compete and she's having to work and she's dealing with that dynamic. So it's hard to get right back into that feminine energy. So what I do, and I'm not doing it every day and I definitely should, but the thing I should rather I should say that really helps is I will sit down and the first thing I'll do is meditate. And for 10 or 15 minutes just meditate. And sometimes That'll turn into, you know, some tears, right? Of just releasing all that anxiety and that built up stress and pressure. And again, I'm like meditating alone, so who the hell cares, right? Like if I do a little cry on my own, like who who cares? Like no one will ever see me, right? I don't care.
0: Not that you told everybody, everybody I, don't, know. I
1: really don't care. But it's like, <laughs> I'll do that in private and then maybe I'll do a stretch, right? Because the stretching will really release some tension you could have a candle you could have some nice nice music on like even spa music on spotify or apple music you know you put on spa music and it's just like nice like ooh you know yeah. type of type of music but you do that for like 15 20 minutes you'll co- i come out of that office like with just like feeling so good his and eyes so are relaxed
0: glowing. his face is glowing right. he's just like a, he's and I'm so chilled different. out and he's it's zendo. just like
1: yeah and it only takes 20 minutes so like there is no excuse. Like yeah. if you're if you're a a woman that works mm-hmm. and you're in a masculine state of mind like I get it, you know, like you're doing what you have to do. But it only takes 20 minutes, 30 minutes max of putting a good good routine for you, for yourself in place where by the time you're interacting with another human, right? Or your man, if you do that, you're going to be in a much better state of mind and you're going to be in a much more feminine state of mind
0: i feel like words of affirmation also help when you do that like i feel like sometimes when i'm just like not feeling it i look at myself in the mirror and i'm just like i'm a feminine woman i love myself i'm good i'm happy i'm open to receiving like everything is going for me i just look at myself and i'm just like i love you Ang. and and yeah. that just like gets me like fe- nice. that just gets me like feeling good because i remind myself like i am a feminine woman it's time for me to get into my feminine energy and yeah, and then it's just doing all those other things. And I feel like listening to good music is one of like the best. Like there's a huge difference between me listening to like rap music and talking about how women are this and women are that and me listening to the feel goods. You know, I just feel more uplifted. I feel like worship music, yeah. Definitely worship music, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm a woman of God. I'm a godly. I'm a goddess. I'm all these things. So, yeah, so much easier to do that when you have the right set of tools to help you, and that goes based on routine and habits.
1: Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. This thinks was. A, this was a successful Q and i think I'm all Q and A out.
0: I think this was so amazing, and I hope we answered your questions. You know, we answered it the best that we could. This came from our perspective, but I hope keep it, asking them too. Yeah, we love them.
1: Oh, and thank you for the feedback. Like, there's been some of this feedback directed towards me. Yeah, and I got to tell last you, last episode, I got to tell you guys, I really appreciate it. Like the women that say nice stuff, even like we had a guy reach out recently yeah. and say nice things. It's just, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. I know Ange always thanks you guys for the things you say, but. Also, I love reading it. Like, it, it makes me feel great. Like, it's just, we're, we're, we don't have everything figured out at all by any means. And Ange and I, we still fight. We still make mistakes. Like, you know, we're still totally human. But I do feel like with the amount of research that Ange has done and the amount of self-work she's done and the amount of self-work I've done. And
0: us going to church and you Yeah, and, you know, and, be,
1: and being, God, having God in our relationship, like, I, I do feel like, it seems like, you know, and I shouldn't say we do because I just want to be humble and and I don't know, but it feels like we have it more figured out than many. And so we're just grateful to be in a position where we can help and where we, you know, we are able to do something to make your life a little bit easier or maybe provide you a little bit of clarity
0: and advice and just and just help you like like we said it's like we're not perfect, but I think we we're getting to the point where we have like the right tools figured out. We to, all have the to we, we have
1: the right tools now. It's just a yeah. matter of like, do we use them? Because yeah. it's a daily thing.
0: Sometimes we don't want to. Sometimes we get in the most stupidest fights. Like we got into a fight the other day and it was so dumb. because yeah, you were
1: being stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it was so dumb. But like it was that point where it was like the end of the night and I said something and he said something. And we just didn't want to be in these roles. But then the morning came and I was just like, like, it was just like all good. Yeah. And it was it's just getting the right tools. You're not always going to be 10 out of 10. But if you're nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, you're definitely better than being a one out of 10. And, that, and that's what we're encouraging to be. You know, we want you, want, we want you guys to have more good times than have bad times.
1: Yeah. And another one is you guys just got to start communicating better. Like, I hear some of these questions. I'm like, yo, like, you got to talk to your spouse. You got to talk to your boyfriend. You got to talk to your, you know, your fiance, whatever. Like, you need to sit down and have, like, a real conversation with them and be vulnerable and just tell them what's going on. Like, that's, like, sometimes me and Ange look at each other when we get these questions and we're just like, Are you, like, really? You live with this person or you're with this person? and you haven't talked with this about with like about this with them. Yeah. Like you got to, you know, as much as scary as it is or as vulnerable as it is or how silly you might think, you know, they might act to react to what you're saying, like like you just have to go for it. Like I'm 100% myself around Anch. 100% are, myself. I don't yeah. hold back at all. If I feel anything, I'm just like, "Hey, what's up? What's yeah. going on?" Or if I feel anything, it's like, even if it sounds stupid or silly, I, I bring it up. I bring it out into the open. I share my, you know, and even if I know it's going to get me in trouble, right, per se, or it's going to cause a, a, a ripple or it might take away from an otherwise perfect day. It's like, I don't care. Like, this is what's on my mind. This is what's on my heart. And I'm going to share it with you. And
0: I we would rather share it than hold our resentment. And one thing about me is like, oh, I I got into this like habit where it's like, well, my man should know this about me. Or my man, you know, like he should know when my energy is off. And it's just like men are not mind readers. You got to tell them how it is, and I'm telling you, like you will feel so much better if something pops up. Like if, you know, if you got ready and your man doesn't compliment you cuz he just like didn't think about it and you're just like, "Well, why didn't he compliment me?" Why doesn't he think I look good? And then you spend that whole night resenting him and figuring out like why he didn't compliment me when all you have to be is like, hey, babe, do you think you do you do think I look good? And he'd be like, oh my God, babe, you look so amazing. You look so gorgeous. Remember the time you
1: changed your hair and you thought that I was like neglecting oh, you because of it? Oh my
0: God. So Mike loves brunette on me and I just wanted to go through this transition of just being blonde. <laughs> I was so I went through this transition of being blonde and I thought I looked fantastic. Fire. I thought I looked good. You you did look good. And, you know, Mike, I guess he was Mike was going through a very, very stressful time in his company. And I think it was like for like a week or two, like I just didn't get like this like loving energy from Mike. I got this sense of like neglect and just you know, we were just like very distant. And then I feel like a week and a half later we were talking about it and I said something to him. He's like, honestly, babe, like, wow. Like, I've been going through such a stressful week. And he started telling me all the things that went down. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know you were going through that. And I looked at him, I was like, I thought you were ignoring me because you didn't like my hair, <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like, no, I love your hair, and I'm like, "Okay, do you?" I thought oh it was because you god, wanted you like so me for now.
1: So cute and innocent. I was going through some real shit. Yeah, I was going through some real stuff, and and like things were going. South for the company. It was like a roller coaster at that moment. Like I was dealing with big financial problems and there was like, you know, just a like just like some real, like heavy stuff. And then I finished telling her this laundry list of things that had been keeping me extremely full of anxiety and stress. And she goes, I thought you didn't like my hair. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> It's at so me. innocent. He looked at me, He's it's like, like, wow. It's so like <laughs> tiny compared to the list I just rattled off to you, and I was like, yo, you thought this was for your hair? <laughs> like what? That's. But that's what you get yeah. for not communicating, right?
0: One hundred percent. Like communication is key, but also comprehension is key as well. But yeah, nonetheless. And I just want to say, I was listening to our last episode, and I didn't get the chance to say that. Like, I'm so proud of you like i'm just so proud of everything that you have done i'm so proud and just like grateful that you shared a very personal story and i know that a lot of people appreciate it and i just want to say like thank you for working so hard and thank you for providing for this family and getting up in the morning and just like you know carrying the weight of your shoulder and just making sure that i'm good and that your family is good and then me and enzo are good so Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. And I respect you so much for doing that. I love you. I love you too. It's
1: it's my pleasure, truly.
0: Thank you. Um, Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you guys. We will talk to you guys next week. Love you. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bring Back Femininity podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and follow. And if you want more people part of this femininity journey, please share. You never know who needs to hear it. Stay tuned every Monday for a new episode. Till
1: next time.